again, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Help on the Way podcast. This week, we are featuring December 31st, 1991, Oakland Coliseum. That's right. New Year's Eve in Oakland. Someplace I would probably not want to be in any other time, but in 1991 at a Grateful Dead show, I'll be there. Uh, this week, Channel 6, President is on the news. We have... No satisfaction. Nothing, once again. <laughs> nothing on the horizon. Um, the only thing coming up um, is the Den Company tour is right around the corner that kicks off mid-June at Dodger Stadium. Um, but other than that, and until that kicks off, kind of quiet in Grateful Dead land right now. So, um, we... Deservedly so. They can, you know, they're prepping. I'm sure they're in the studio getting ready. We are... We are looking forward to that. But before we go into December 31st, 1991, let me introduce our hosts for the evening. Uh, I am one of your co-hosts, The Game, with my other co-hosts, Fig and Nob. Say hi, boys. Hey, boys. Hey. Welcome. All right. So, December 31st, 1991, Oakland Coliseum. Before we dive into the sets, does anybody have anything they'd like to particularly share about this show? And this show was played about two months after the passing of Bill Graham. And I think especially in set two, uh, between the opener and the encore, um, I think Graham's influence and the tribute and the love that the band has for him is really felt. Yeah, it was, it was a... I thought set two really shined. <laughs> um... And at least the tape that I listened to had uh, a really cool, like, three-minute... I, I guess it was on... I guess this was something that was broadcast on the radio. The radio. Had, yeah, like, they had some radio hosts talking about the new year and kind of saying what was happening on the stage. Um, and, it, and it was... And they actually mentioned Bill Graham. Um, I think there was a disco ball that was at Winterland that they yes. got out from the warehouse, and the disco ball was featured in the craziness um, that happened uh, at midnight between set one and set two. All right, and no let's... Bruce in this show. Yeah, and actually, I didn't realize that. <laughs> it, there was one point where I was like, "Hmm, I'm only hearing one piano," and I looked yeah, it up. He wasn't there for this whole New Year's run in '91. Interesting. I guess he had New Year's plans. Yeah, couldn't break it. <laughs> he was out there playing. Sorry, guys, my mom's in town. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's been it's been scheduled. But who is Aorto Moreira? Is that someone we should know? Because it, it sounds like, oh, at least for the jam and the drums, it's probably a Mickey. It has to be, right? Person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's got a, a Brazilian jazz drummer and percussionist. Okay. So that's a Mickey. It's a Mickey. That's a planet drum making a appearance there. He played on also the Apocalypse Now sessions. And oh, there you go. Drum. Yes. Oh, he was playing drum. Wow. There you go. That album actually came out in 91, the original planet drum. Cool. Anyway. <laughs> All right, let's get into set number one. He kicked off with Hell in a Bucket into Candyman, uh, beat it on down the line, and it must have been The Roses, uh, Black Throated Wind into West L.A. Fade Away, uh, When I Paint My Masterpiece, Help on the Way, Slipknot, and of course, Franklin's Tower. 
Uh, Nob, what was your thoughts on set number one? Um, I thought the Hell in a Bucket was a really strong start. It was a really ripping opener, really yep. high energy. And then Jerry played a slow one. And it was a really mm. pretty Candyman. And then Bobby did a really nice high energy, beat it on down the line. Mm. And then Jerry did another slow one. <laughs> and then mm. Bob did a slow one. Um, and I then thought the Jerry Black... did a slow one. <laughs> yeah, I really liked the West LA fadeaway. I thought there was some real nice slink to it. I would say the West LA fadeaway, the Helena bucket, and the Slipknot were probably my favorite parts of this set. Um, but it was definitely a, a set that was a, a bit of an airplane that was struggling to get off of the ground in terms of energy because it just mm. kept going back to a few too many slow songs. But there was some real... I don't want to disparage it too bad, because I really enjoyed that Hell in a Bucket, that West LA fadeaway. Um, Help on the Way started a little slow for me, but the Slipknot was really spacing out there, and I really enjoyed that. How about Help? Oh, we... Yeah, how about Help? Yeah, I thought the Help was a little slow, but the Slipknot was really good, and the Franklins uh, was a really... uh, It was a fun one to close with. And... Uh, uh, I forgot to say, my show MVP is absolutely Phil. I don't know if he's just high in the mix or like if he's really having a particularly on night, but like I am liking what he's doing. Yeah, we'll talk about it in the the second set, but um, the the Phil bomb for the other one was like yeah, unbelievable, just awesome. Uh, but but t- speaking, turning back to set one, <laughs> um, yeah, I you know. Any any show like I love Hell in a Bucket as an opener. It's one of my favorite openers. Yeah. Um. And and it did not disappoint today. And and then I agree with you. Really, all I have written down, except I did count the beats and beat it on down the line, nine beats, nice. is that all the songs were just good. Like it was well played. It was well sung. Um. It all hung together. It just it didn't really catch me. And even the the help slip Frank. Um. It didn't really speak to me. I don't really have much to say about it. Um, yeah. Set one just kind of happened, and you know, but like think about New Year's. Like the party kind of just happens until you get to New Year's, right? So maybe we'll talk about set two and see where the party takes us. See, this is where I am a set one boy uh, because <laughs> I really liked set one, and I'm okay. always get the party out of the way as quickly as you can so you can go to bed. <laughs> so so to me um it kicked off with hell in a bucket which i loved um i always have a soft spot for Candyman, especially in oakland uh because if i remember correctly that is where jerry played Candyman uh after the coma i believe was in oakland uh and that is my by far my favorite version of that i believe in like 83 or 84 so I always have a soft spot for Candyman, especially in Oakland. Um, I adore It Must Have Been the Roses, and I really yeah. enjoyed uh, When I Paint My Masterpiece. Um, but a really I'm nice just, masterpiece. I, yeah, I'm, I'm just a sucker for, uh, for, for Bobby and that. And um, yeah, Help Slip Frank really didn't blow me away, um, which you would think for me, with so many heavy hitters in set one, that... Um, that helped slip Frank would really just like set it over the top. But right. Yeah. kind of didn't that, that, that was the part that was kind of just there for me. Um, but everything else I kind of really dug and set one. All right. Now set number two, 
uh, <laughs> we started with, uh, and, and, and I will let uh, probably uh, Nob explain this, uh, help me in a bit more detail, uh, but technically set two started with not fade away, but before that, it started off with an amazing um, stage show, <laughs> um, stage presence, um, I don't even know how to explain it, frankly. Um, I'll let Nav explain that a little bit more of that uh, with his description here. But set two, once again, started with Not Fade Away, Into Eyes of the World, uh, Estimated Profit, um, Drums and Space, The Other One, uh, Wharf Rat, Sugar Magnolia, with an encore of Knocking on Heaven's Door. Um, Fig, what was your thoughts on set number two? Well, surprise, surprise, I really like set two. I didn't realize how much of a set two guy um, I really was until I started this podcast. Um, but uh, this uh, this week is no different. Um, I thought it was just really fun. The guys were on fire. Um, it ended on knocking on Heaven's Door, which was just beautiful. Um, so, yeah, so it starts with uh, Not Fade Away. And, yeah, if you listen to uh, one of the mixes, one of the Miller mixes on the archive, um, you know, there's these announcers and, and they they go and they start hearing the, the not fade away beat and they go, it's the boat diddly beat. It's the, it's the heartbeat or something like that. And so that was a really cool way to open it. Um, and it was a great version of not fade away. And then somehow, and I didn't know that you could actually do this, but the bow diddly beat of da, 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 da. Um, they made it transfer, uh, transition into eyes and it worked really, really well. And uh, I loved, uh, yeah, go ahead. That was my favorite part of the show. That yeah. transition is so slick, so cool. One of those things that really makes it worth, like, it's why we come back to Grateful Dead shows. It's such a transition that I was like, this is going to be weird. It's not going to work. And not only yeah. did it work, but they really impressed me with it. Yeah, and they played a great eyes. And then um, Estimated was really long and really, I don't know what called jammy, spacey. Um, and that and that went into drums in space, which was actually, in my opinion, a little bit too long. Um, but again, very spacey drums, very spacey space. And then Phil woke everybody up with this just... I mean, the whole band really joined him, but it was really a Phil bomb. And, and the whole band kind of came in uh, with uh, the other one, which was awesome. Uh, Wharf Rat, again, um, just like last week's show, I thought was a real highlight. I just wrote down WOW for Wharf Rat. I thought it was beautiful. Uh, Sugar Mag was fun. It was fast. It was played really well. And then that knock-in, um, interestingly, so Jerry kind of had his croak voice going on for the first set and then in, even into the second set. Uh, but knock-in, I thought his voice sounded, you know, the best that it had all night, and which is kind of strange considering that they had been playing for a couple hours until he played knock-in on the encore. So, um, yeah, set two really, really paid off for me. Knob? Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed... The second set. Um, it started off with, as Game was saying, a show of sorts. There were some performers on stage. Uh, I believe one of them is Arito Moriera, um, because we hear him that same throughout the rest of the set. Um, but they bang on this big drum, and there's pyrotechnics. Um, and there's the, the mirror ball from Winterland that comes down, and the, the, there's a light fixture with the Grateful Dead 13-point lightning bolt, and then there are balloons, but the balloons are after the 
New Year's countdown, and I saw a comment. I don't know if this is someone reading into it too hard, but the balloons were delayed because it was Bill Graham's thing to do the balloons, and there's no new, you know, New Year's doesn't happen without him. Um, and I do think there's an era of tribute there, um, especially choosing to bring the old Winterland mirror ball mm-hmm. um, and a song like No, Our Love Will Not Fade Away. Um, mm-hmm. But I, and I've, I gushed about it, but I'll gush about it again. That was such a cool transition, the way that Jerry even just started playing the little bit of eyes licks while the band was still doing mm-hmm. the Not Fade mm-hmm. Away. Um, it was just, it was very, very well done. Um, some gorgeous piano in Eyes of the World. Some, yeah. It was just very pretty. Um, Vince. I was really liking that jam in Prophet, and then the MIDI saxophone came in, and I was like, <laughs> all right, we're getting weird. I liked that uh, Jerry and Vince traded off. Once uh, Jerry switched over to doing the MIDI flute on his guitar, Vince was like, okay, I hear you. And he just switched back to doing piano sounds because Jerry was just playing guitar while uh, Vince was doing his sax thing. Um, a really groovy drums, which was nice. Um, I really enjoyed the other one, a real nice mix of being like groovy and spooky. The fun Dan Healy vocals were nice to hear. Um, and that fill bomb was great. Um, and I agree, the, the knocking on heaven's door was really lovely. Um, just a very well, just like it was tight. It was very well done and a really nice closer. Um, a bit odd for a new year's celebration, but in the context of eulogizing Graham, it's the song that makes the most sense. You know... I am not, by any stretch of the imagination, a big Vince fan. Mm-hmm. Sure. Catterwalling. However, this was a good Vince show. <laughs> yeah. This, and, and, and maybe this was just a good everybody show. Um, mm. But for not being a fan of really late Grateful Dead, I enjoyed pretty much this whole show. Um, yeah. I'm going to echo basically what you guys said for set two as well. Um, the, um, that the transition was wonderful. Um, knocking on heaven's door, um, was great. Um, really enjoyed Warfrat. Um, just a really good overall, um, 1991. And nine Yeah. Um, I can't think of, any highlights of 1992 <laughs> you know so like i agree yeah i mean i'm sure so they're out there i i've i'm and, and i hope one day we find one <laughs> but really it's like it's this would ever be a show i would seek out to listen to either right. any stretch of the imagination but it was it was a, special it was a really fun listen and i really enjoy the um the like FM radio stuff in between um, that really puts me back. Like, like I can imagine like having like, you know, like a new year's party and like, yeah. we're like around the radio, you know what I mean? Like that puts me back. So yeah, it was, it was a really, really fun listen. Um, yeah, I have I, a feeling, go ahead. I, yeah. I just wanted to echo like it, it putting me back, you know, from like a personal perspective, like, you know, the nineties, the early nineties is when I started kind of coming online in my life. And like, I, you know, kind of maybe remember when 91 turned into 92. Um, and it, it, for some reason, that, that that struck me in the second set. It was like, it used to be 91, now it's 92, and the Grateful Dead are still playing. And I just thought that was really cool. And I was just kind of 
happy to be able to, you know, look back on that from 2022. Um, so I don't know why that, that really struck me with this show, just kind of the concept of time and stuff. It was, it was a special show actually. All righty. So before we go ahead uh, and look forward to next week, uh, does anybody have any closing thoughts on 123191? Not my favorite New Year's show, but it's not my least favorite New Year's show. What, what would be your favorite New Year's show? That's a toughie. That's uh, that's actually very difficult. I would say it's either seventy eight, the closing of Winterland, or yeah. eighty seven. Um, eighty. Not to talk about another show for a minute, but New Year's eighty seven has the best Little Red Rooster they ever played, and one of the best Terrapins of the Brent era. It's so well done. It's just fun. It's a great show. One of my favorite dead shows, and the closing of Winterland is uh, amazing. Um. So one of those two. That that this would be, one would be up there. That would be a good topic, because I I think I I definitely agree with you, uh, and we'll wrap this up here quickly. But um, maybe a look back at all of the New Year's shows would be a fun end there of year. Good ones would be a fun little end of year project for us. Anyway, let's uh, let's wrap up. Listener. Uh, 31st we have our listener comments here i will go ahead and start with gd80's point of light uh, underrated show here this final new year's eve show deserves more appreciation for sure uh due in large part to a fantastic first set that ends with help slip franklin lots of huge fill bass playing throughout this show and the second set is jammed out to the hilt one of the better estimateds of the Vince era. Um, you know what? And Fig, since I see you've responded to this, I'll let you go ahead and take <laughs> take Shiver Your Timbers' this comment. I'll, I'll I'll pop it over there to um to Nob for do Shiver, and Aww, I'll do I'll do me I then. I was hoping to play you. All right. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, let's do that. No. Let's play that game. Let's do this. All right, so Shiver Your Timbers said, uh, This is amazing. I just started doing my deep dives, and this makes the task a lot less intimidating. Thanks. And then I respond. <laughs> Thanks. That's the whole point, really. been doing this for around eight years now. The pod is new. So feel free to check through my profile history for other featured shows. That what I really sound like? Gosh. <laughs> I'm known to be a gifted impressionist. <laughs> it's just weird to hear yourself on like tape, you know what I mean? Yeah. Alrighty. And then next week we are featuring May 15th, 1993, the Sam Boyd Silver Bowl in Las Vegas, Nevada. And Fig, I believe you have something special you want to share about this show. Yeah, um, so kind of uh in line with that last comment. Um uh, as the listeners may know, if people on Reddit may know, I've been doing this for a long, long time, around eight years now. Um, not the podcast, but um, doing the uh, kind of random uh, weekly show that's featured on the Grateful Dead subreddit, www.reddit.com slash r slash Grateful Dead. Um, and uh, I, I I always remember Sam Boyd's Silver Bowl for some reason. That, that always pops out of my mind. And um, I remember someone telling me that I, I had, we had featured it a while ago and someone told me that the next day's show was actually, you know, the best show of that run. And that was in my head for a long time, I guess. And I looked back at the spreadsheet cause I have a spreadsheet of all these uh, random shows 
And I was like, when was that show? And I figured out that we featured the day before the the, the, the next show, the 515 show. The, so we featured the 514 show back in June of 2016. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, that's one of the cool things about doing this project for so long. You kind of... Uh, you know, things kind of kind of loop back on themselves and you kind of get a get a, get your own little history going on. So I'm looking forward to 515 because 514, I remember it not being that good. And people were like, well, it was really hot. This is like an outdoor show in Vegas, which was in May is going to be hot. But apparently the 515 show, this week's show is the good one. So I'm looking forward to it. I actually think one of my Facebook friends... um. They did they did Sam Boyd a few years in a row in the late nineties. Mm-hmm. And I want to say they were at they were at one of either the ninety three or ninety four run. Yeah, um, it can't be ninety four that I'm thinking of, but I will have to um circle back and just happen to see if they would have been have at this run. And if so, maybe I can get some um some on the ground perspectives um, from them about this show, which I think would be kind of neat. Um, Anyway, um, thank you folks for listening. Once again, please smash that subscribe button and like, and share um, your, this podcast on all of your podcast platforms. You may find us at Apple pods, uh, Amazon music, Google pods, and pocket casts. You may also find us directly on the web at helponthewaypod.podbean.com. You may email us at helponthewaypod at gmail.com. You may find us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash Grateful Dead. And you may find my Twitch channel over at twitch.tv slash the GD channel. Once again, thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of the help on the way podcast uh we will be featuring i'm just going to go ahead and probably take lead on this we're going to featuring set two of uh 1231 1991 at um oakland coliseum and then once again next week we are featuring may 15th 1993 sam boyd silver bowl really sounds like it should be like not in las vegas it feels like it should be like i don't know it's definitely like a Wild West feel to me. Yeah, it feels like there should be some gunslinging going like The loosest slots in town, the Silver Bowl. <laughs> yes. Um, so <laughs> anyway, um, I'll let you guys say goodnight. Go ahead, boys. All right, goodnight. Thanks for, thanks good for joining. All righty, thanks again for listening. Have a wonderful rest of whatever time you always are listening to this, and we'll see you next week on the Help on the Way podcast. <laughs>
laid backness of what happens here by now. I'm already. All of a sudden, the West Coast has become the East Coast. We are all one. The band is coming on.
Spanish lady come to me, she lays on me this road. The rainbows fire around and around and tremble and explode. You let the smoking crater of my mind, I like it run away. They eat the brown and bust me for smiling on a cloudy day.
Sunshine daydream Walk you in the tall trees We're going where the wind goes Blooming, blooming like a red rose Now come on over, see me there So that I see I catch you in the morning Sunshine, I come over here Thank you. 